This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, David, and today's game will feature the Benchwarmer team of Scott and Matt versus the team of Dan and head coach to our Patreon team, returning guest and Benchy winner, Chris Shen. Let's start with Chris. Chris, uh, we all know you by now, and we were just talking about your two and two record, and so something's got to give tonight. But why don't you remind us who you are and tell us something we don't know about you. So uh, my name is Chris. I live out in Worcester, Massachusetts. Something you may not know about me is uh, my son, who's turning nine this year, is going to be having his birthday party at the Massachusetts Pirates, the indoor football team in in Worcester uh, this year. So I've been a season ticket holder with them since the beginning. Their starting quarterback this year is none other than than Cordell Jones from uh, Ohio State. So (laughs) picked him up off the scrap heap. Wow. How far the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Uh, so how long has the team been around? Is that maybe that's an ignorant question? Uh, about five years, I think. Okay. Five, four or five years. They won the championship a couple of years ago, but I mean, the, this is the first player that they've gotten of, you know, that's ever been any caliber at uh, any level other than probably high school. Huh? Wow. It's pretty cool. All right. Uh, Dan, how are you doing this evening? You got a team name or <clears throat> like that? I wonder if Marcus is available. They could use a, I could use hands on that team. Yeah. I, think. I would think. Open tryouts. Marcus, a shout out to Marcus. Uh, head on out to Worcester. Or for, as as Eric would say, since he pronounces all of the, the letters, uh, Worcester. I'm, I'm great. I'm having, I got some, uh, it's an audio. Nice. audio. That's audio. right. Audio podcast. Um, Dan Lundberg holds holds up a bourbon and I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the radio over, right? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I got my bourbon on me. It's, 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 it's a good one. Um, so we, uh, we were thinking back to the, the great time that we, we had on the benches where, um, Chris picked up his benchy. Um, I also received a benchy that night. I can't remember what it was for, but I, I did get one. And because of that, we are going to go with the team name, Two Benchies Between Us. Very nice. Very nice. All right. I, I like it. Two Benchies Between Us. Okay. Scott, Matt, who doesn't have the team name and wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, yeah. How are you doing? Uh, very stressed. Uh, moving in two days. And so I'm not, you know, whatever. Uh, all of my booze was packed away along with all my mixers and everything like that. So I went to go to the store to get some food because all of our food was packed away and everything. It was like, just, we have like nothing. <laughs> we have everything in bags and boxes. So I stopped by the liquor store thing and I just grabbed something to drink tonight. And I grabbed a uh, Zing Zang bourbon, sour whiskey, whatever drink. And it's surprisingly not bad, but I mean, it is, you know, not good, but anyway, so yeah. That's all I got going on. Scott, how are you? <laughs> I, I I wish you would have announced that. That would have been our team name. Oh, Zing Zang. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. Shout out to Zing Zang. We're, we're always looking for a sponsor. Uh, so let's see what we can do. We'll rename our podcast if we have to. Actually, what Matt and I usually do is Zing and Zang away from victories on this show. Mm-hmm. So it actually makes a lot of sense. You're, um, you're, just, you're just coming up with one team name after another. So, yeah. Dude, I haven't been on. I haven't recorded in like a month. It's been so long. I have all this pent up like 
Scottness, you know, that has to come out that only comes out when I record bench warmers. So just a uh, heads up for everyone. Oh, oh no. All right, team uh, name. <laughs> hold on. Kickball teams 4 0 undefeated uh, to start wow. the season. Wow. Okay. We uh but we're playing the only other 4 0 team in the league tomorrow. So it's a battle for first place and we're going to get destroyed. The spread's like nine and a half. Marcus and all you betting nerds out there. Um, as far who as Matt and I go, the, I set the spread. I did. DraftKings? No, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. But no, our team name, uh, I mean, it was pointed out that by the time you're listening to this, we're in the throes of, of March Madness. Uh, so hopefully your bracket is doing well. Uh, but because Matt and I typically don't win together, and they have two benches between them and we don't, mm-hmm. our team name is March Sadness because we lose. March Sadness because we lose. Against two benches between us. Well, we'll have to see if March Sadness because we lose becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy here. I, I these these sad names. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Matt? I'm sorry. Before we, before Dra- you- well, DraftKings just posted that the odds of us winning, they they have a three to one odds against us winning. So <laughs> I'll take some action on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's, that's like wait, Dan. That's it's betting on your own team to lose. That's that's a Pete. That's Pete Rose action right that's, there. Hey, Calvin Ridley over there. Yeah. Pipe same down. thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got our teams. I've got some questions. Let's get let's get ready to go. Let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, hopefully everyone understands the rules by now. So today's first quarter is going to be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. Question number one of our pre and post game. How Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, or Marcus might commonly describe Jamarcus Russell, Vernon Golston, Kajana Carter, Greg Odin, or Kwame Brown. And though his given name is Robert, fans know this 20-year ESPN baseball insider by this nickname. Sure, we'll check in. All right, uh, March Sadness, because we lose, has checked in. Two benches between us. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that's Buster only. Yeah. So I, I, I think draft, draft Buster only. Yep. We're going to we're going to check in with draft buster only. All right. And March sadness. What'd you guys have? Yeah, this one came pretty quickly. Not really exactly sure how you want it worded, but first round draft buster only or draft buster only only. Sorry. I'll take either one. Those both work. Yeah. So it is draft buster only. Well done. Okay. I'm going to move quickly on to question two. Nope. Oh, because I got something I figured to say. out what the sound is. What? Uh, oh, Chris, it's the it's your microphone rubbing up against your shirt. 
Oh, it is. Yes, ah, right there. Yeah, you're right. That was it. Oh. Good job, Matt. You know what, Chris? <laughs> you gotta you. Go, you gotta go shirtless, pal. <laughs> question two of pre and post game this running back played high school ball within two hours of pittsburgh spent his college career at pittsburgh and the first four years of his nfl career with the steelers and though he is arguably the most famous athlete in his sport he is oh and one as a professional boxer we're checked in all right, March sadness because we lose has checked in again. Two benches between us. Talk it out. I'm stuck on the last the last part. Um, okay. I mean, I'm stuck on the first part too. But I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about with the last part. Does Does James Connor work for this? Oh, Connor McDavid. There it is. Is it? Yeah. Is he a was he a boxer? He he did box somebody I think recently. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I think he got, yeah, he got smoked, I think. Okay, well. Who was who he fighting? Mayweather, maybe? Was it Mayweather? He fought Mayweather? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It was, it was, a, I remember it being hyped up. I don't remember. I guess who he's all in one then. Yeah, I think he, I think he did box somebody. Maybe, it, maybe it was Mayweather. I don't remember who it was. I hope it wasn't Mayweather. He'd have killed him. Oh, man. So, all right. Well, yeah. Okay. So if you're sure, if you're sure that Conor McDavid was a uh, visual medium, quote unquote, right. That's, that's the MMA fighter, boxer. right? Because I don't watch MMA, but it, that's the MMA fighter, right? Connor um, McDavid. Connor, McDa- is it? Connor McDavid is a hockey player. No, who's the who's the uh, MMA fighter? The crazy guy, Connor Irish McGregor. Guy. Connor McGregor. That's who I meant. Because okay, those those are two not different Connor people. McDavid, yes. Okay. Yes, oh, okay. That's that's yes. better. Okay. That's, that's, that's much who I better. Meant. That's who I meant. <laughs> that's much better. Okay. I don't really follow bo- either boxing or MMA right now. Okay. <laughs> but I knew it was Connor. Connor, Connor McGregor, McGregor. Is, a, is a Irish whiskey owner and <laughs> yeah. Connor McDavid is Oilers constant. Yes. Yeah. So Oilers okay. constant. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go with James Connor McGregor. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. That's, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll check that in. Thank you for enunciating and March sadness because we lose. What'd you have? This is why we lose. You couldn't have just checked in. You had to keep talking guys. You were so close, so close to a, I want to punch Stuart Scott in the face type of scenario. (laughs) Shout out John Pina (laughs) for confusing Stephen A. Smith with Stuart Scott. Uh, Yeah, this is James Conner McGregor, who did lose to Ford Mayweather. Yes, that that is 100% correct. And I was having trouble keeping a straight face because I was I was just envisioning Conor McDavid of all hockey players trying to fight Floyd Mayweather and he's a hockey Dennis, player. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that would be like, would you put Wayne Gretzky in the ring with, you know, one of these guys who's not out there to fight. I mean, I don't know, if, if he'd have, if he'd have pulled Floyd Mayweather's Jersey over his head. Yeah. Maybe that's true. That's true. All right. I, I, I only know Franco. James Connor and Connor McDavid from this podcast. Well, there you go. So anyway. All right. Fun Randy. fact about Wayne Gretzky and his brother. They they're zero and zero in their boxing career. Are you sure about that? Uh, professional not. boxing career. They I was going to say they may have mixed it up in their own basement. Yeah, All right. professional. Yeah. Question three of pre and post game. Head coach who was the first person elected to both the NFL Hall of Fame and Canadian Football Hall of Fame, and his father went to Yale. His mother was Hillary Clinton's roommate at Wellesley, and he was elected to both the College Basketball and NBA Hall of Fame. All right, we'll yep. check in. All right, two benches between us has checked in. March sadness because we lose. Time to talk it out. Is this uh what's his name? Connor McDavid? 
<laughs> no, it's Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Conor McDavid's father went to Yale. Exactly. Uh, so head coach who was first person elected in both the CFL and NHL has got to be, or and, and NFL, excuse me, has to be Bud Grant. So is so, Grant Hill in the college basketball hall of fame? Maybe was Grant Hill's mom, uh, roommates with Hillary Clinton. I don't know. Father went to Yale. So if it's not Grant, it could just, it could be Anthony, right? It could, you know, Bud Grantony, like it doesn't have to be Grant something for a basketball player. College basketball and NBA Hall. It's an NBA Hall of Famer. So I, that should but narrow it down. That's pretty much like 80% of the people who play in the NBA, right? I wouldn't say 80. Okay. It's a lot, 70, 78%. I'm trying to think if there's any other, because there's certainly no other Grant in the Hall of Fame. We we know Calvin Hill was a football player. I know nothing about Grant Hill's mom. I, I think maybe we just have to go with Grant Hill because I, I just don't know that there's another NBA Hall of Famer. It's Plus, either Grant Grantony. Grantony would be kind of that would be awesome. <laughs> and, and now, but Grantony Davis, every single pre and post game for the next two years is going to have somebody that's a Grantony. <laughs> Grantony. <laughs> I'm going to name my firstborn son Grantony after Grant Hill. Uh, All right, let's do. Just want to do Bud Grant Hill. Uh, yes, Bud Grant Hill. All right, and two benches between us. I'm I'm positive about Bud Grant. And by the way, if you kill Bud Grant, David, I am going to come after you. He's 95 years old. So I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't know he was still alive. Very much. David, so. you're about to win that. You're about to win that benchy, but not for the way you wanted to. Yeah, right. And, exactly. And, and Bud Grant has has thoughts and feelings on many things. I love Bud Grant. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I, I... I do too. Um, but anyway, I after I after I knew it was Bud Grant, I was I I told Chris, I said, I'm pretty sure I heard something about Grant Hill's mom being somebody. So, and it just worked with, with Grant. So we also checked in with Bud Grant Hill. Both teams are receiving points. Hashtag too much Minnesota. But yes, it's true. A lot of people know that Grant Hill's dad, of course, went to Yale because he then went to play for the Cowboys, but his mom was at Wellesley and was roommates with Hillary Clinton. Question number four of pre and post game. And this one is a triple. Okay. (sighs) But don't panic. Don't panic. Question number four, quarterback who was a combined 37 and 0 in his high school, college and NFL careers on Saturdays until recently suffering, suffering his first Saturday loss. And from the site of his loss, the closest city or town that is home to a power five conference campus and the team that handed the aforementioned quarterback his first Saturday loss. We'll check in. Uh, Two benches between us has checked in March sadness because we lose time to talk it out. Okay, so so the teams that so the 49ers on the so I, I don't on, think it's Brock the, Purdy. Yeah, so on no. the wild card or what was it the divisional round? It would have to be the the divisional, yeah. So the divisional round the Sunday games were the 49ers, yeah, um against Philadelphia. Right. Or wait, was that the championship round? No, it was uh it was Dallas, right? Dallas versus the 49ers? Right. Oh man, I completely okay. So Dak Prescott, that would, that was on. Mm, no, way. I can't imagine he was undefeated in college. No, he was at Mississippi yeah. State. That's why I thought Joe Burrow, but they played. They definitely played on Sunday. Definitely played on Sunday. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, so he would have um, suffered a Saturday loss. Lawrence. Tre- oh, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> 
I see what he did there. I see what happened. What is it? Did we get it? So it would be Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas for the, the yep. Power Five, and then Kansas City Chiefs is the team that beat Trevor Lawrence. There you go. So we're going to check in with Trevor Lawrence, Kansas City Chiefs. All right, and two benches between us. Shout out to my uh, my good friends in uh, Jacksonville. Tony Kong. Chris Hollister, Ben, um, Ben Young, all talking about uh, – how Trevor doesn't lose on Saturdays and they were very, very confident and well, it didn't happen, but uh, yeah, we came, across, we came up with uh, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas, Kansas city chiefs. So Travis, Trevor Lawrence, Kansas city chiefs. Both teams are receiving points. I think it's about 40 minutes from Kansas city, Missouri to Lawrence, Kansas. And when I saw this stat, I was trying to figure out some way to some way to get it done uh, to get it in here somewhere. So, yeah, it's not that he was undefeated in college. It's just that he never lost on a Saturday. So I think when he lost in bowl games or whatever, they just weren't on Saturdays. So anyway, yes, Trevor Lawrence, Kansas City Chiefs. Well done, everybody. Good job. Okay, we've come to the end of our first quarter, and we've got a barn burner. Two Benjis between us with 100, and March Sadness because we lose. Not losing yet, also with 100. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia that you have come to expect from us. There are also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmer swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. Today's second quarter is going to be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one of our missing link. UFC fighter who in 2015 ended Ronda Rousey's title reign and also her three-year undefeated streak, overcoming close to 20 to 1 odds. We're checked in. March Sadness has checked in. Two benches between us. So they don't know any UFC fighters. Hopefully they're not going to guess Connor McDavid. All right. <laughs> Please talk it out. Believe it or not, I actually think I saw this fight. It's one of the few MMA fights I've seen. Blonde, I think. Cornrows. Yeah, it's... um. It's not like Heidi or... It's Holly. Ho- Holly. Holly. Holly Holm. Yeah. Holly Holm. Okay. Yeah, Holly Holm. Yeah. I can see, I can see it coming back now with the, the, the cornrows. She hitting her with the elbow over and over again. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. You can check that in. All right. And March Sadness, what'd you guys have? I wasn't sure where Dan was going with blonde cornrows. I was like, Bo Derek. I like I wasn't sure where that was <laughs> that was going, but uh we also checked in with Holly Holm. And both teams are receiving points. Yeah, I don't watch much UFC, but this was one that was that was hard to miss. I guess it maybe it triggered Ronda Rousey going to WWE or something. There was something well, good that came out. She had a mental breakdown, air quotes, because she right. finally lost. Well, it's got to be a lot of pressure. I mean, this was like this was like the Buster Douglas equivalent for for women's sure. UFC. So, True. all right, 
Holly Holm was much more successful after, after uh, this. Oh, uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But at the time, I'm and talking about the, the, the build-up the NFL, <clears throat> NFL draft buster, Douglas. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> All right. I talked about that. I was thinking about that one, actually. Question number two of our missing link. Now playing for his fourth NBA team in his 13th season, who's the most recent member of the 50-40-90 club? David, we're going to check in. All right, March Sadness, because we lose, has checked in. I feel like Eeyore every time I say that. Uh, two benches between us can talk it out for less than a minute. Okay, so we were kicking around Kyrie Irving because the, the teams work, and I think the year works because I'm, I'm almost positive it was 2011 because the Wolves had the number two pick, and they got Derek Williams. Kyrie Irving went to Cleveland right before that so you're sure that the 50 40 uh 90 is 50 all percentages goal. yeah 50 percent field goal 40 percent three-pointer and 90 percent free throw is it that ex- exclusive i don't think there's that many who have done it all right well what about um when did durant come out not that year so we need somebody who came out in 2010 2011 if if, if this year is there Wait, so you, I'm I'm confused. Are you saying 2011 would be 12 yeah. years or 13 years? Um, when did you say Irving? 13th would, season. Came he came out in 2011. That's that's my guess, Chris. But if you don't want to go, I mean, do that, so then, you're saying you you think it is that it works with Kyrie? I think it does. I think the years. Okay. Yeah. I, no. No. I, that's fine. I I'm I'm good with Kyrie. All right. We'll we'll check in with Kyrie Irving for zero points. Well. Maybe <laughs> All right. Not, and and Mark Sadness. What did you guys have? Oh, yeah. So he was throwing around, he being Scott, was throwing out a bunch of names. And I said, um, I'll just start throwing out names of people that I know play basketball. And he <laughs> said, Clay Thompson. And I said, sure. And I said, Kyrie Irving. And he goes, oh, wait. Well, yeah, he just can. That's thus in your question when you said now playing because he just got traded here a couple of weeks ago for his fourth team. So we said Kyrie Irving also. Both teams are receiving points. Nice job. So, Chris, since you mentioned it, the 50-40-90 club is remarkably exclusive. So the first person that did it was Larry Bird, who did it twice. And Steve Nash did it four times. Nobody else has done it more than once. But you have names like Mark Price, Reggie Miller, Dirk Nowitzki did it, Kevin Durant did it, Steph Curry did it, but only once. And Kyrie Irving's the most recent. Just prior to him was actually Malcolm Brogdon, uh, who's the name that sort of stands out to me. But yes, it is Kyrie Irving, and he did just get traded. So there you go. All right. Our theme linked answers thus far are Holly Holm and Kyrie Irving. Question number three. Within a two-year span, he was drafted number one overall, won the rookie of the year, finished second in the slam dunk championship, and was the first original Charlotte Hornets to ever be voted a starter in the NBA All-Star game. We'll check in. All right. Two benches between us is checked in. March sadness, because we lose, can talk it out. I, mean, I don't have any any recollection of uh, Larry Johnson in the slam dunk contest, but he would make sense. He was in first overall. He was first overall. I think he, well, I don't know if he won rookie of the year though, but he was certainly a Charlotte Hornet, and mm-hmm. he was voted. I believe he was voted as an All Star starter in like ninety three or ninety four. I can't. I can't see him. Like I, I'm picturing slam dunk contest around that time, and I don't see him in there, but. People only remember the winners, and I just can't think of anyone else. That would have been ninety-two, right? Ninety-one. He was One. drafted because Shaq's ninety-two. 
Yes. Weber's 93, right? Glenn Robinson's 94, Joe Smith 95, Iverson 96. Like then we're getting in the weeds. I I I think it has to be Larry Johnson. Can't think of any, I mean, because the Hornets weren't so they didn't have the number one pick early on there in the first no. few years, right? Well, so, yeah, because right, the expansion teams usually would get like in the top five, but not yeah, not one for their first few years. And so then you go later on in the 90s, I don't even know if they had any other number one overall picks. No, not until, not as the Hornets. So, right, because 92, yeah, no, 92, they took morning and then they started to get good and they weren't. The only other guy I thought of was Eddie Jones because he was an all-star starter and I know he was in a slam dunk contest, but he wasn't a number one overall pick and he was with the Lakers before the Hornets, so. Yeah, so just going off of the idea of the Hornets and number one overall pick, I mean, yeah, let's do it. We're checked in with Larry Johnson. All right, and two benchies. What'd you guys have? Uh, yeah, we also said uh, Larry Johnson. And both teams are receiving points. I think Larry Johnson is the only guy that's ever been a number one overall pick for either instances of the Charlotte Hornets. And if I remember right, I meant to look this up, but I think he finished second in the slam dunk championship. It may have been the year. Was it Harold Miner? I think it was Cedric Sabalos. Okay. But, that but that makes sense, sense too. That, it would be uh, one of those two, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't one of the banner years. So, all right. Our theme blink dancers thus far are Holly Holm, Kyrie Irving, and Larry Johnson. Question number four. Walt Weiss won the AL Rookie of the Year in 1988, marking the third straight Rookie of the Year from his team to win the award. Who were the two players that preceded him as Rookies of the Year? All right, we'll check in. All right, two benches between us is checked in. March Sadness, your turn to talk it out. No, because I have Jose Canseco's I, I, I 1986 rookie card. And I'm I saying have, either way, I think and we're I right have as Mark far as Maguire's the two. 1987 rookie card. Yeah, I, well, shockingly, I don't two. think I have Walt Weiss's 88 rookie card. I probably do, but I used it like, you know, to put bubble gum. It was a coaster. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, company over. Oh, man, we're out of coasters. Grab that Walt Weiss rookie card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so let's, I, let's I, go with I, I the, right. if he wants like people's names. We have to he, say. Said he, and he, he said he wants the names, so. Yeah, who are the yeah? So Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire is what we will check in with David Lux. Thank you. All right, and two benches between us. What two names did you come up with? We also came up. We came up with uh, Canseco and McGuire, and that is one hundred percent correct. And yes, uh, Matt, I sympathize because I think my Walt Weiss rookie cards would have been in my back in the day in my bike spokes. Yes. So yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Yeah, I was looking this up because I was just stunned. So. In, in 86, Canseco comes up, and obviously this was before everyone knew what was going on with performance dancing drugs and yada, yada, yada. But he had 33 home runs, 117 RBIs, and 15 steals, wins the rookie of the year. Sure, no problem. Uh-huh. Mark McGuire, next year, 49 home runs, 118 RBIs, wins the rookie of the year. Makes sense. Walt Weiss comes up, hits 250, three home runs, 39 RBIs, and four steals. And they said, well, I guess we can't give it to anybody but somebody on Oakland. So they give it to Walt Weiss. I mean, it must have been a really soft year for AL rookie. <laughs> go, Yeah, go look it up. That's probably a terrible baseball card set because there weren't any good rookies. I, I Yeah. It may have been the same year that Chris Sabo won for the Reds, and he was a total flash in the pan. Yeah, because then 89 was Ken Griffey Jr.'s rookie year, right? Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, yep. So... Our themed linked answers thus far are Holly Holm, Kyrie Irving, 
Larry Johnson, and Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Question number five of our missing link. As a player in 2008, he set the Cascade Football League record for interceptions and now is the JV head coach and varsity wide receiver coach at Arlington High School in Arlington, Washington. Did you check these stats? I did. (laughs) (laughs) We're checked in. (laughs) All right. March Sadness is very quickly checked in and two benches between us. We should leave this one just to Chris and see if Chris gets this one. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> how about this? We'll, how about we offer an extra 15 bonus points to you guys if Chris gets it just on his own? What if I just, no. well, what, what if I say, what if I say he's a Cascade League legend? Legend. <laughs> yes. Now you're just ruining my flavor text. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I listened to the podcast enough to hear all about, you know, every single uh, game and the seasons and, you know, how great a coach he is. So I just know it's a good thing that there's no gambling or spreads in his league. Yeah. <laughs> you're darn right. All right. I'm waiting for yeah. check-in. Am I getting one? Uh, okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll check in with uh, Marcus Ellis. All right. And March Sadness. What did you guys have? This is a tough one. I wonder how many <laughs> interceptions it was too uh we also checked in with marcus ellis that is correct you know there's too much flavor text and dan already said that marcus ellis was in fact a was it cascade football league legend marcus well, ellis. do you know the do you know the number of interceptions that's, that's oh i i don't but i was but i have it on good authority that he set the record i don't know that he still has the record but i have it on good authority that he once had the record so there you was go. it the first year of the league is that why uh maybe well either way he had some number of interceptions that yeah he set the record he had to true, lead the league true. at least don't so, be uh don't be throwing yeah, shade yeah, on that. Don't, yeah, Come don't on, be, man. yeah, don't be a hater. Shade. Yeah. Here we go. Our themed linked answers are Holly Holm, Kyrie Irving, Larry Johnson, Jose Canseco, and Mark McGuire, and Marcus Ellis. I may have to break down and let people talk us out together. What the hell? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not Mr. Mr. Songs. Okay. Right. That's, Wait, we, we thought I, we thought I'm that not sure if I can name too. five Mr. Mr. Songs. But... I can name two. Okay. <laughs> uh so <laughs> the only two that anyone else knows. If you guys are willing to go for you know 50 points each, I'm happy to let you talk it out together because I want to see where this goes. Dan, it actually turns out that uh Marcus's Cascade football league team mm. was the broken wings. but did they learn to fly again that's (laughs) broken wings in fact right the quarterback had to learn to throw with his other arm okay we have grandma Grandma. we have the bash brothers okay so we're two two family members there okay does Kyrie irving have like a nickname Kyrie irving was um wasn't he knucklehead um yeah yeah i i I hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying um so family related they've all played they've all so we've we've got Daddy What's Alaska. Marcus? Oh, Daddy you, Alaska. Uncle Drew. Okay. So Uncle Daddy, Grandmama, Bash Brothers, and Holly Holmes must be called Sister Christian or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're actually not that far off. She is she is known as the preacher's daughter. Oh, okay. So yes, after after a, a few pushes in the right direction, we have the preacher's daughter. We have Uncle Drew, Kyrie Irving. We have Grandmama, Larry Johnson. We have the Bash Brothers. And we have Marcus Ellis, our own Daddy Alaska. So yes, it's all family nicknames. Oh, I thought we were going. Chris, Chris said Marcus is Lou Holtz. <laughs> <laughs> all right, because it really doesn't matter. I'm giving both teams fifty points. What a so, what a nickname, Daddy Alaska. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder where that came from. I wonder. I wonder who coined that on an ah, episode. Very nice. I thought it was only Dan who could coin nicknames. Okay. After the second quarter, we have a tie score still. Two benches between us and March Sadness because we lose are both at 250. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. All right. There's a bit of an experiment. So let's see how this goes. That's not what you want to hear. (laughs) No, it's not that bad. It was in college, but not anymore. For each of these, I'm going to describe an athlete, professional athlete, each of whom shares their name. And when I mean their name, I mean their first and their last name with a musician who is in the rock, who is in some rock and roll hall of fame band. Okay. I only, I only need you to tell me the name of the band. So in other words, only the band. Okay. I I'm you figure out the athlete, you figure out obviously who they share a name with and you tell me the band. I'm going to give you a description of the person and I'm going to tell you the year that the band that they share a name with the musicians was inducted into the hall of fame. So how many athletes do you know with the name pert? (laughs) <laughs> Matt, the Matt Pert is a lineman. There you All go. right, play for the we, got, we got the first let's, one already. Let's see. Yeah, how and this I'm going to be as, oh. as helpful as Mason during a movie question. All right, I, 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 music I is not okay my strong suit. I should be okay with this. I'm Quen- pretty good at them. Question one: He struck out Nelson Cruz to end the 2010 World Series. Fear the Beard shares his name with a member of a 1988 Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame inductee. All right, we can check that. I think one. I know this one. All right. Uh, two benches between us has checked in. March Sadness, you can talk it out. Is Kenny Rogers? Matt, I think that I think that no, I think this is the Beach Boys. I think it was Brian Wilson. Oh, Brian Wilson struck out Nelson Cruz, right? The beard. So that would be uh, the Beach Boys. So we're going to check in with the Beach Boys. All right, and two benches between us. You also checked in with the Beach Boys, and both teams are receiving points. See, not that bad. <laughs> Honestly, right. this might be fun, fun, fun until David takes the T bird away. Uh, nice, so, very nice. That's right. terrible. That's terrible. All right. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Primarily active from the late 80s to the early 2000s, this six foot nine pro wrestler, billed at times as being from, quote, wherever he damn well pleases, main evented WrestleMania 8 against Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 13 against The Undertaker, and Starcade 2000 against Scott Steiner, losing all three. He went by his more famous name in the WCW. He shares his name with a member of this band who was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006. We're checked in. All right. March sadness, because we lose, has checked in. Two benches between us. Talk it out. All right. This has got to be, I, I think it's, I think it's got to be Sid Vicious or Psycho Sid, but Sid Vicious is going to be Sex Pistols, if you're okay with that, Chris. Yep. That's fine. All right. Moving on to Sex Pistols. All right. And March Sadness, what did you have? Uh, what's interesting is that three different names for these main events, right? Sid Justice at WrestleMania 8, Psycho Sid at WrestleMania 13, Sid Vicious at Starcade. Nothing about the broken leg, huh? We also checked oh. in with the set oh. pistols. Oh, that was a terrible broken. Oh my uh, God. It is Sid Vicious and it is the Sex Pistols. And that's why I specifically put in the part about he was known by his this more famous name in WCW. So yeah, I was like, well done. Sid Justice. What and, band is it? Yeah. From? And right. And for the record, I, I didn't realize this because I didn't, I don't think I paid attention at the time. This was sort of my downtime, but the Sex Pistols refused to go to their own induction. 
mean, which is not, which is a huge huge surprise. All right, Matt, I just want to tell you up front, like you might need to help him with this one. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just going to tell you right now that Chris says that he's not good with bands and he's even worse with wrestling. So, okay. Don't worry. This one's not wrestling. All right. Question number three, best known as an Oakland athletic where he had his number 34 retired. This starting pitcher won a World Series MVP with the 89 A's, but also won World Series with the 81 Dodgers and the 93 Blue Jays. He's also the last black pitcher to have multiple 20-game win seasons. He shares his name with a member of a band inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2002. I'm hoping this one doesn't give you nightmares. In fact, I'm hoping it's the opposite. All right, we'll check in. All right, two benches between us has checked in. March Sadness. You want to talk this one out? I don't think we need to, Matt, right? Well, okay. So, Well, the Oakland A is obviously Walt Weiss, right? His number's retired. Obviously, yes. By the A's. Yes, thank you for that, yeah. Um, Walter White. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. great band. What year? Dave Stewart, right? 2022. I think I, I, well, David gave me no credit for, he didn't think I would know this one on my own, but I think it's the Eurythmics. Yeah, it's the Eurythmics, Dave Stewart. So yeah. F you, David. I knew this one. I didn't need Matt. We're checked in with the Eurythmics. I didn't mean you wouldn't know it on your own. I meant that Matt might be able to help you anyway. But anyway. Oh, all right. Okay. okay. Uh, two benches between us. What did you guys have? The, uh, I, actually, I, lo- I actually knew the the uh, player. Oh, I yeah. Knew it was Dave Stewart, but I had no idea who, what band he was in. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I, I like the clue with the, the opposite of the nightmare, the sweet dreams. So that's uh, the Eurythmics. And both teams are receiving points. Yeah, I felt like I had to put in the clue about, I'm hoping it, this is the opposite of a nightmare. And yes, Dan, thank you for picking up on that. It was for Sweet Dreams. And yes, it is the Eurythmics. I know a lot of people, I don't know. When, even when I knew the Eurythmics back when they were big, big, I knew Annie Lennox. I'm not sure how many people would know Dave Stewart's name. So yeah, that's fair. You can go wrong. Right. I don't know. Those, those dreams were made of concern. these. You know? That's mm-hmm. two dreams were made of these. All right. Who would David uh, be to disagree? What exactly that's are these that they're made of? <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point all right so after halftime we have a score remains neck and neck two benches between us is tied with March sadness because we lose with 325 points now on to the second half we'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at benchwarmers tp we also have a facebook group for fans of the pod called the bench Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. And today's third quarter is going to be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of three pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, the teams will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 25 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. Question number one of David versus Goliath. In the 1989 NFL Draft, Four of the first five players drafted went on to make the Hall of Fame. Name any one of them. For Goliath, selected 20th overall. Tell me the only other person from this draft to make the Hall of Fame. We're going to go ahead and check in, David. Wow. 
All right. March sadness is checked in. Two benches between us. About another minute. So the <laughs> names we've named so far, Chris, are mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, Troy Aikman, Deion Sanders, and Derek Thomas. I think any one of those would be fine. I don't think I'm coming up with another Hall of Famer in that draft. I have trouble remembering exact years, like guys' rookie years. Maybe, it, I don't know if it's my age or just I don't study it enough. But I mean, 80, 89 is a it's a good draft, but like I don't think the Vikings had a first-round pick in that draft, so I don't have anything to clasp onto on that one. So, And I'm assuming we, we don't want to go back through like, all right, who would have number 20? Because then, uh, then I mean, yeah. How do you how do you do that? I mean, <laughs> process of elimination. I I think we need to uh, just go with any one of those four. So who do you like of those four? Because Aikman was number one, right? Yeah, and then it was uh, sorry, Matt. Tony Mandrich was was second. So I mean, let's go with it. let's go with Aikman then. All right, we'll check in with Aikman for twenty points. All right. And March Sadness, what did you have? So I only know this because there was this stupid argument that's been going on for the past few years about that people have to get inducted in the Hall of Fame based on like who's the oldest kind of a deal. And Leroy Butler was drafted in 1990. And then what's his bucket from the 49ers, the GM, 49ers GM, um, Lynch. Lynch was like 93 or something. So in order for those two to get in the Hall of Fame, they had to have Steve Atwater go in the Hall of Fame first. So this is why like the three of them went right back to back to back. And so I knew that Steve Atwater was 1989 because LeRoy Butler was 1990. And so mm. I have no idea if he was number 20. And I don't know if the Broncos picked number 20, but then you said he was the only other Hall of Famer in that one. I knew he's 1989. So Steve Atwater. For Goliath. Fair enough. Okay, so let's do these. Uh, David first and... Dan basically nailed the whole draft. I mean, it was, or at least the top of the draft. Troy Aikman was. It was, it was both of us that came up with those. Yeah. Names. Okay. Okay. Got it. Well, then you're right. So two benches between us had this all down. So Troy Aikman, one to the Cowboys. Then it was Mandarich to the Packers, Barry Sanders to the Lions, Derek Thomas to the Chiefs, and Deion Sanders to the Falcons. And then there was a huge gap with a whole bunch of not really great players until we get to number 20, Steve Atwater. That's Goliath points to March Sadness and David points to two benches between us. Question two, there have only been two second-round draft choices to win the NBA MVP. David, what currently two-time defending MVP was drafted 41st overall in 2014? And for Goliath, who is the only other second-round pick to go on to win the MVP? All right, we're going to check in. Uh, March Sadness has checked in. Two benches between us can talk it out. I'm thinking back on the ones that I know for sure are all first-rounders. It's got to go way back, like into the mid seventies, even earlier. Yeah. And then, you know, before, before 1980, you've got a lot of Jabars. You've got Moses Malone, Bill Walton. Those aren't going to be them. McAdoo, Wes Unseld. Then we're back to Chamberlain and Russell and Robertson winning all of them. Willis Reed might not be a bad choice, but I don't know where he was drafted. I don't know anything about the draft that far back. Okay. Um, or Jokic is, is the is the one for the first for the David. So yeah, I think Willis Reed was I think what 1970. I don't know if he was drafted in the second round or not. Unsalt's the other one that I don't know if he was first or second round. 
So we could take the the guaranteed points, or we could make a make a run at one of the the Goliaths on this. I don't know. I would say it's got to be one of those two, because everyone around them I know was was a first rounder or number one pick overall. Well, I mean, we're so close. I say we take the points. You know, even if they go with the Goliath and they get it. Um, okay, I I I, you know, I can we, go with that. I I can go with that. Yeah. All right, so we'll say we'll say Jokic. Yeah. All right, we'll say Jokic for the David. All right, and March Sadness. What did you guys have? We had the exact same thought process. We knew this had to go back into the seventies, possibly the sixties. So we're again also trying to figure out. You know, we could eliminate pretty much almost everyone immediately, and it's interesting. You know, I'm sure this came up the last couple of years when with Jokic winning, but I just don't remember hearing about it at all. Um, so we were not confident on anything for Goliath. So we checked in with the David answer of Nikola Jokic. And both teams are receiving David points. So I will tell you that, Dan, you were right there. I was hoping you would go for it. The correct answer for the Goliath is Willis Reed. Oh, we had it too. Matt uh, had it. So. So it's interesting because I went to do some research on this and I didn't realize a few interesting pieces. So Willis Reed was drafted in 65. He was the first pick of the second round, which back then in the NBA draft, depending on how you count, and I'll tell you what I mean by that in a minute, he was either the eighth pick or the 10th pick. Obviously, it was a very, very short draft. There weren't that many teams. But the reason I say it depends is that they used to have a rule back then that you could forfeit your pick in the first round if you wanted to take, I forgot what it was. You had to take somebody that was from a college campus- Yes, you could take a local. You could take somebody that was from within 100 miles of your of your campus. And I and I my guess is they must have changed this rule. I mean, there are a million reasons to change this rule. But when the Minneapolis Lakers moved to Los Angeles, it probably ceased to be fair because like the, the Lakers would just pull the <laughs> pull like the best person from UCLA each year would totally, you know, it would have been ridiculous. The other thing that I saw that was kind of interesting is the 65 draft had had more sort of Hall of Fame coaches than it did players. So Willis Reed when he finished, he coached the Knicks. I mean, he was known as a player, but he coached the Knicks and the Nets each for a couple of years. But on top of that, in the same draft, Paul Silas was drafted. Mm-hmm. Jerry, Jerry Sloan was drafted and Georgetown legend coach, legendary coach, John Thompson was drafted oh, all wow. in the 65 draft. So there you go. Yeah. They're all second rounders. Uh, none of them were first. I don't think um, maybe okay. John Thompson was, I have to go back and check. All right. Cause Our, Oscar Robertson was um... not that draft. Not that no, draft. but he was he was on that rule. Um, that's oh, how he, oh, that's how he um, ended up on the Cincinnati Royals or something. Yeah, that. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Question number three. In 2015-16 season, who became the first NBA player to have 400 three-pointers in a season? For Goliath, in 1994-95, who became the first player to have 200 three-pointers in a season? We're checked in. All right. March Sadness has very quickly checked in. Two benches between us. A few minutes to talk it out. So we're thinking for the first one. 94, 95. You want to go back to Goliath? Well, I have thoughts on that. It's not Stockton, is it? I don't think so. I think this is one of my favorite players from back then. And I think he got over 200 um, because he just kept shooting threes until he got one, (laughs) until he made one. It was uh, John Starks, I think. That, that's what I think. I, I yeah. I, I seem to remember that it was a big deal 
then before you know just like the, the warriors started hitting all of the like Steph started hitting just as many as he wanted you know i mean hey we i guess we should have gone for it last time if you want to go with starks this time i'm i'm pretty sure on that i this was back before the well i i, I had i had been a knicks fan for a while because of patrick ewing so i really followed them then i mean the t- timberwolves were terrible and the knicks were actually good so i was i was following them quite a bit then and that was my my senior year of college so i was really paying attention and they I were think, they didn't have anybody else on that team who shot from the outside because that was like um ewing and um oakley right yeah 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 so I, no, I, neither I, I of those think, guys are shooting out there and and it was i mean it was he would shoot the ball until he made one he would go on to into just big big slump streaks and then he went once he hit one then he just started hitting them and hitting them and hitting them so I, I i'd like to go with starks if that's okay okay that's fine i'm good with that all right we're gonna go john starks for the goliath all right and march sadness what did you have i'm excited i'm excited now because we have a different we have divergent answers i'm i'm, I'm not i'm scared i always get scared <laughs> when dan has so much thunder behind his his reasonings here. Um, we also went with Goliath, but we did not go with John Starks. But I do remember him taking a lot of them, but I also know he missed a lot of them. And so in order for him to get to 200, man, there weren't that many shots going around. But checked in with someone whose team went to the finals that year, who was known by his nickname of 3D for all the three-pointers that he shot. So we checked in with the Goliath answer of Dennis Scott. Wow. All right. Well, at least we're going to have somebody with a clear lead going into the fourth quarter, for better or for worse. So David, of course, was Steph Curry. I almost asked the question, and I scratched at the last minute of who was the first person to get to a hundred three pointers. Uh, the problem was Oof. the year the year that that happened, a few guys got there, and so I couldn't verify who, who got there first. Who actually got there first? But I, I believe the answer in eighty seven, eighty eight, the first guy to get to a hundred was Danny Ainge. And part of the reason I wanted to do that is because I know that Chris is a Boston guy. So, but. The Goliath, all of the things that Mr. Lundberg said are true. And the answer is John Starks. Wow. Dennis Scott is a really good guess. Uh, I don't have numbers on him, but I remember that. So that, that, wow. Okay. So we've come to the end of the third quarter. And based on that last question, we have a lead change. And two benches between us has taken a very small lead. And we'll take that into the fourth quarter with 425 points. March Sadness is just behind with 400 points. And that will bring us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. So, fourth quarter. Since it worked out so once before, here are the categories for today's fourth quarter. Question one, not really a David question. Oh, no. Question Damn it, David. <laughs> question, yes. two, question two, slight David question. Question three, probably a David question. And question four, no doubt, it's a David question. So not a David question is going to be about Super Bowl history. Slight David question is baseball feats. Probably a David question, NBA All-Star Weekend. And no doubt it's a David question is about NBA stats. 
It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one, not really a David question. The only teams never to make the Super Bowl are the Browns, Jaguars, Texans, and Lions. True. What was the last? The points. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Good job. All right, David. All right. 50, 100 points. 50 for me. Right. I'm David. just trying to, I'm trying to set the tone. Question right. number two. Right, exactly. <laughs> 50 points for the host. What was the last franchise to make their first Super Bowl appearance? Yeah, we're going to check in, David. All right. March Sadness, because we lose, has checked in. Two benchies between us. Time to talk it out. Okay, so this is good that we can just talk this out. So let's just work yeah. backwards. We know it's not this okay. year. We know it wasn't last year with the Rams and the um, Bengals. Then it was Tampa and Kansas City. It wasn't them. Kansas City, San Fran. Before that, wasn't them. New England and the Rams, no. Philly and New England, no. New England and Atlanta, no, because Atlanta was... Mm -hmm. Dirty Birds. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then it was Denver and Carolina, and that wouldn't have been it. Nope. And then you're back to New England, Seattle, and then Seattle played Denver the year before that. It's got to be Seattle. Okay. All right, we'll check in with Seattle for 100. All right. And March Sadness, what did you guys have? We 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 went through a circuitous route. We were like, it's got to be this one. (laughs) No, it's got to be that one. So... We started with the Panthers in like oh oh two or oh three, two, oh, three whenever we were that like, was. Oh no no no! But wait now, hold on a second. And then we went up another team, and then we ended up with the Saints. And was that oh, was it oh six or oh seven? Like the Saints Colts. Yeah, and then we no, were, no, actually we thought that was so two thousand and ten. So we we so oh. we thought Seattle. We thought it was Seattle because we're like actually oh, no. Was, you forget that Seattle played the Steelers, Dan. In like oh, that's right. 506. And then we got to the one that we feel like is correct. But no, 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 no. We're wrong. <laughs> We're wrong. Because Dan just reminded me that the Saints played that Super Bowl that the Saints played. It was in 2010. Yes. And the yeah, one that it we was, said was, it was no, the day no, after my son was the born. Cardinals. So we answered oh, the Cardinals incorrectly for 100 points. We did. I thought Saints was before that. Wow. Neither team is getting points. Yeah. Um, Dan, you were putting on a clinic just walking this back. I think the problem was when you got to you Seattle, forgot the Seahawks Steelers. Game. You for- I did. Right. I did. You forgot the Seahawks Steelers. So so just because it wasn't that far back, we've got to, it was New England, Seattle, then it was Seattle, Denver. Then going back from that is Baltimore, San Francisco, Giants, New England, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Indianapolis. So that's actually the one in 2010. When the when the Saints made the Super Bowl and won, it was the first time they'd ever been to the Super Bowl. So the correct answer yes. here is the Saints. I'm sorry, the Chris. After you, we you said now. that too. I'm so, so sorry. That's right. So neither well, I team, agreed with oh, the Seattle one too. So so neither team is getting points. And a, a quick score update: this the, since both teams lost hundred points on that, uh, we are at exactly the same gap. Two benchies with 325. March sadness with 300. Question two. Slight David question. What Hall of Famer is the first player to have the dubious distinction of winning the batting strikeout title in both leagues? As a hint, the player's entire career was in the last 40 years. So we're going to check in. All right. Two benches between us has checked in. March Sadness, you can talk it out. Well, that takes up my original idea, which was Eddie Murray, because I'm pretty sure he was a rookie in like Before 83, 77 yeah. or something like that. So that would make so him we need someone 45 80. years. So 83, 83 or beyond. Every guy that I'm thinking of 
that played prominently in both leagues isn't a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like Rafael Palmero. In the last 40 years. Or like McGuire, you know? Yeah. I mean, like there's the recent guys, like you were saying, uh, Dunn. Like, and not a Hall of Famer, like you pointed out. Yeah. Jim Tomey, you said, isn't a Hall of Famer, which I'm is sad. Sure. Joey Gallo, obviously still playing. Right. Um, yeah. Chris you know. Davis, Richie Sexton, guys like that. Ryan Howard, but he didn't play in the yeah. AL. And Did he, he's yeah, not no, a, a he's Hall not. of Famer. Is Prince Fielder a Hall of Famer? I uh, don't think so. <laughs> um, is Mark Teixeira a Hall of Famer? Don't know who this would be. I'm trying to think of guys that are just really high on the all-time strikeouts list. Yeah. Right? But then mm-hmm. also spend enough time in both leagues. Well, not even enough time. You really just have to have one season. Like, is this is it Mike Piazza? Did, did he decide he was like, when he was not... on the A's that he was going to strike out a lot? Yeah. I mean, and he wasn't like a huge, huge strikeout guy. No. Man, I, I Manny Ramirez, he also wasn't a big... Like as much as you'd think, Vladimir Guerrero. Jose Canseco struck out a lot, but did he play in the NL? He played everywhere, long enough where he'd actually have, you know, Sosa struck out a lot, but he didn't play in the AL. I thought Sosa, but oh well, Sosa did play for the Rangers for a hot minute, you know. Put, but yeah, I don't he think also, he and he played for Baltimore after. Oh, that's right. He went to Baltimore. God, I was so Cubs. certain Eddie Murray. Because I thought he had done it with, because uh, I was because he <laughs> went to also, the, he went to the Dodgers and the Mets, and then remember he went to yeah, the Indians the when the he went to the Indians yep, when yep. The Indians in the playoffs and ninety five right he was yeah there, and Greg Maddox threw over his head and he got all in that <clears> world series <throat> okay David Dan and he had the Chester forward. A Arthur beard which is the coolest yeah, beard he did. Yeah, he did. okay let's come up with something here because we're obviously not right, going to get well, this it's also a good, well we have to remember too it's a guy that Dan doesn't hate oh, there you go. Yeah, so that that should help us now. And I down. hate Eddie Murray, yeah, the kicker, exactly. not not the baseball player. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't have anything, Matt. Yeah, um, we're we're over two on the the easier David questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can't even think. Like I'm just drawing blanks on Hall of Famers who played in the last. 40 years like it's not Pudge Rodriguez big poppy but he didn't play in both leagues that's right yeah and he says he's in the Hall of Fame now right now he's going to be because it's not Lou Holtz right? uh, okay yeah exactly yeah. All right, Holtz I'm, I'm gonna need a Lou Holtz no he said Pooh Holtz his brother <laughs> <laughs> who Richardson I'm just trying Pooh to picture who Richardson Holtz <laughs> Pooh and Lou Holtz all right speaking of Pooh Let's go. That's not a good <laughs> segue at all. <laughs> all right. I'm going to need an answer. We just said Pooh and Lou Holtz. We don't know. All right. All right. And two benches between us. Okay. So, Matt, if we're right, you're going to kick yourself because mm-hmm. we said Tomei, and Tomei is in the Hall of Fame. He is? Damn yeah. It. From like five years ago. Good. He should He's be. He's been out of baseball for 10 years? Mm, yeah. No. So, let me let me set the record straight here. We're gonna so, say we're gonna say we're gonna say Jim Tomei yeah. for one hundred points. Ugh. Right, and you guys wagered hundred on on Pooh and yes. Lou Holtz. Okay, all right. So uh, Jim Tomei led the American League in strikeouts with the Indians in ninety nine and two thousand and one, and then with the Phillies in two thousand three. The correct answer is Jim Tomei. Jim Tomei was in the class in the Hall of Fame. I think it was exactly five years ago 
with Chipper and Vlad Guerrero and maybe even Trevor Hoffman. I, it, there was there was a fourth person in that class. I can't even remember. So yes, it is in fact Jim Tomei. I mean, he had 600 home runs and wasn't ever accused of steroids. So Correct. he he was going in the Hall of Fame. Okay, question three, probably a David question. Nobody has won both the slam dunk contest and the three-point contest. But True. who are the... Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Points all around. Good job, David. Good job. All right. right. Yes. Drink, drinks on me. All right. Yes. All right. But who are the only two players to win the three-point contest and also compete in the slam dunk championship? Not the same year. But who are the only guys who have won the three-point contest and com- and at some point compete in the slam dunk championship? Not necessarily in that order and not the same year. One is still active and the other is in the Hall of Fame. All right. We're going to check in. All right. Two Benchies Between Us has checked in. March Sadness. You can talk it out. I think. I have strong feelings Allen, on this. I, yeah. I think Ray Allen's the Hall of Fame. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I know he won the three-point contest and I think he competed in the slam dunk. I think Ray Allen went to the hall of fame with Jim Tomey, right? (laughs) Actually, it would have been, it would have been around the same time, but I think Allen got in a little bit before. Actually, no, I don't think so. Anyway, they're contemporaries in a way. Uh, 2013 is when Jim Tomey went. I just found that out. That's right. So one is active. So going through all the active three point contest winners in my head, the Damon Lillard, Devin Booker's, but healed. I don't remember any of those guys in the dunk contest. So I'm down to two mm-hmm. and it's Carl Anthony towns heard of him or Eric Gordon are the two that I'm stuck him. between Eric. Gordon. I, I feel like was Gordon he a was, fisherman? Uh, no, it's Gordon. <laughs> Gordon's with a T oh, and he, he's Gordon. on the, uh, he's on the Islanders old uniforms. Oh, sweet. I don't, I don't remember Gordon ever competing in one. So I think I'm going to go with towns for the Minnesota. All right. Uh, book in there with Ray Allen, who was drafted by them. So uh, we're going to check in for 100 points with Ray Allen and Carl Anthony Towns. All right. And two benches between us. This is going to be really interesting. So I did go with Gordon because I thought I remembered him in the dunk contest. And I know he won one, uh, won the, uh, the three point, the three point contest. And the other guy that we said that is our Hall of Famer was a teammate of Ray Allen's and I'm pretty sure he won that, that he won the three pointer and was in the dunk contest. And I said, Paul Pierce. I don't remember remember being for 100. Well, sadly, neither team will be receiving points. I can't for the life of me picture why anybody would have Paul Pierce in the slam dunk contest. I have to tell yeah, you, I can't picture just, that. He doesn't seem like he, he would, he, I, don't he think that I mean, obviously he can dunk, but he'd be a boring dunker to me. But so the correct answer is Scott had one of them, and he mentioned the other one, sadly. So the correct Gordon. answer is Ray Allen. I'll get there. And the other one joined him this year, Damian Lillard. Oh, Damian Lillard. He was in the dunk contest. He was in the dunk contest, I think, in the, probably about nine, eight, nine years ago. Maybe it was 2014. I was going to say 14-ish. Wow. He's probably a little bit younger then. But, yeah, so he joined him just this year when he won the three-point contest. So the correct answers there were Damian Lillard and Ray Allen. Sadly, both teams will be losing 100 points. The points are all made up anyway, so nobody cares. Yeah, it's all true. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Points are all made up. Question four. No doubt it's a David question. Buckle in. What three-time All-Star is the only player in the top 20 in assists all time, but 
to score fewer than 10,000 career points. He isn't even in the top 25 scores for any franchise, a sign that he either played for a lot of teams or some historical good teams. I'll let you decide. Uh, Mr. Lux, we are going to go ahead and uh, check in. All right. For the last time tonight, March Sadness, because we lose, is checking in. And two benchies between us, your last chance to talk it out. This is, I'm having a really hard time with this, Chris, Um, which doesn't surprise me at all because it's a Lux question. I think I even know most of the top 10 in assists, too. And because that's what we're looking at, right? The top 10? No, top 20. Top 20. Okay. Come on, Ede. Totally different. (laughs) Read the question, right? Yeah. And it's probably not somebody who's active because. Right. They shoot too much now. People shoot too much now. My get like, I feel like it's going to just my inclination is that it's going to probably be someone who was on a good team because if he was on a bad team, then like they, they'd have a lot of turnover. And even if he wasn't trying to shoot, he would probably be, you know, top 25 scorer unless it was one of the bad Celtics teams. Yeah. Did he give us any hints in the question at all? The Lux question. Fewer than 10,000. So fewer than 10,000 career points. I did the math and assuming he played 10 years, which I think is relatively short for NBA. Maybe it's about average, but then it's less than 12 points a game. Yeah. I know the top 10 in assists, the top 20. I don't know where to go with that. I got to, I got to assume Gary Payton's up there, but he has 10,000 points. Yep. I mean, I'm trying to, I was trying to think back to like, I mean, I I guess I can't really think back to him. I wasn't alive when the, you know, Celtics were dominant, but like somebody must've been getting those assists, but the question implies, question sort of implies that there was more, more than one team. Yeah. Who were some of the, I mean, Rod Strickland, but I mean, he had to score, right? How close did Muggsy Bogues get into the top 20? I don't know. Like you were saying before, stats is not, not your jam. Like I, I don't, you know, I, I don't uh, know all the numbers either. Yeah. I'm going to have a really hard time coming up with a name here, I think. But I would have thought Muggsy Bogues would, you know, even if he didn't score that much, like with the, like with the Hornets, would he be up in like the top 25? You're right. He would have probably, you know, like. 25 the hornets haven't been around long enough right so it's going to be another team that was it's also going to be a team that's probably been so around for a while so it's going to be someone who didn't play for a lot of teams right i don't know chris i don't i don't have anything on this just thinking of point guards from back when i was younger it's probably also somebody who played before the three i wonder if it's somebody who played before the three-point line i wonder if that affects it at all i'm getting porter did terry porter do much for you um I'm going to need an answer. I don't have an answer, David. <laughs> <laughs> you might need one, but I don't yeah. have one. Wait, uh, Dan is filibustering. I'm going to start reading the Bible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What What, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't really have much of anything. I, I, I like Terry Porter because he played for the Timberwolves. I know he's not in the top. And I don't think he's in the, he could be in the top 25 for the Tim, the Trailblazers, though. I don't know. Point guard. Pick a point guard. An old point guard. Mo Cheeks. <laughs> All right. Mo Cheeks is. All right. We're going to check in with Mo Cheeks for 75. For 75 points. And March Sadness. 
I actually don't think Mochik is that bad of an answer for a bowl. We had some similar names. We were thinking guys like Mark Jackson, um, Terry Jackson. Porter came up. Matt came up with Terry Porter, but I think Terry Porter is in the top 25 for the Blazers. Yeah, so I eliminated awesome. him. I thought like a Mike Bibby, but he's certainly in the top 25 for the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Just based on longevity. Andre Miller was a guy we thought of, but I know he's not a three-time All-Star. And I thought Sam Cassell. But then I'm like, also not a three-time All-Star. And he's also probably in the Timberwolves top 25 Maybe, franchise yeah. scores for his brief time there. So we were just trying to think of guys that were never the primary or even secondary scorer, played for a while. For some reason, the question to us kind of led us to believe that it was multiple teams. And so I thought of a guy that played for like at least five different teams. So we checked in with 100 points with Rajon Rondo. One team will be getting points. No cheeks. Right. And it is not the team who said Mo Cheeks. Ah. Uh, so, yes, the, re- the the logic that I was hoping you'd follow is very close to what Scott just laid out. I mean, Rajon Rondo spent, I don't even know if he's officially retired, but spent most of his career either with the Celtics or the Lakers, who obviously have had a number of Hall of Famers racking up points. The closest, the closest, the closest he got to any franchise top 25 is with the Celtics. And I think, I think he's like number 28 or 29 all time in, in points for the Celtics. So, and Dan, you actually mentioned Muggsy Bugs. Muggsy Bugs is actually a very, very respectable guess. He is in the top 30 in assists, and he's the only other guy who would even be, who did not have 10,000 points. He's, but he's got to be in the top 25 for Hornets. Right. That's exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, Right. Because in the early days, absolutely. So well done. Very well done. Okay. The game has come to an end and here are the final scores. March sadness, because we lose, finished with a respectable 200 points. But our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Sam Howell Award with 250 points is two benchies between us. Well done. Thank you for hanging in there for a tough fourth quarter. Uh, Chris, you got anything to say before we uh, before we call it a night here? Yeah, no, I just want to um, say I, I enjoyed the questions. I do like the David questions. I don't get them right, but I like the questions. And, uh, you know, I probably would have, if I was just playing by myself, I think I'm, I got the first question of the game and I think that might've been it. So <laughs> Dan basically carried us the the whole way. So I appreciate that. And, you know, Matt and Scott, I enjoy hanging out with you guys too. I had a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys having me on, you know, really enjoy the podcast and, you know, I look forward to it every Tuesday. So. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, thanks well, for being on Chris. Yeah. Chris, yeah. thank you as always for coming on. It's always, it's always great to have you. It's always great to see you and hang out and, uh, and thank you for your support for the podcast. And I'm, and I'm not saying any of that because you said you like David questions. I was planning to say that anyway, I think at some point we need to have a, we need to have like an under 10 year old tournament and maybe we can bring your son on to, to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to play. He, I think that'd be he, he, won, he, I got him into gambling way too early when he was, when he was um, five years old, he finished second in a NFL um, playoff pool. Oh no. Well, That's tell him trouble. You, you can tell him the points here are all made up. So mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you to Chris and to thank you to all of our supporters. Thank you for all of our to all of our listeners and to my fellow Benchwarmers. Thank you and thank you all for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch, stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Boom. Zing zing. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night.
That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP. 